1: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by Book of Zen, makers of wearable inspiration for a better world. Today's podcast has been edited and adapted from the book The Power of Truth by William George Jordan, published in 1902. The reformers of the world are those men and women of mighty purpose. They are leaders with the courage of individual conviction, who dare run counter to the criticism of the crowd. They are the souls who voluntarily bear crosses for what they accept as right, even without the guarantee of redemption. They are the heroes who gladly go down into the depths of silence, darkness, and oblivion, only to emerge finally like divers with pearls in their hands. The individual who labors tirelessly toward the attainment of some noble aim, with eyes fixed on the star of some mighty purpose, is a reformer. The scientist who follows the thin thread of some revelation of nature in any of the sciences, follows it in the spirit of truth through a maze of doubt, hope, experiment, and questioning, till the tiny guiding thread grows stronger and firmer to their touch leading them to some wondrous illumination of nature's law, is a reformer. The spiritual seeker who goes up alone into the mountains of truth, and glowing with radiance of some mighty revelation, returns to encourage the hurrying world to listen to their story, is a reformer. Whoever seeks to work out for themselves their destiny, the life work that their nature tells them should be theirs, bravely, calmly, and with due consideration of the rights of others, is a Reformer. Those brilliant minds who denounce the commonplace and conventional for higher things are Reformers, because they are striving to bring about new conditions, are consecrating their lives to ideals. They are the brave aggressive vanguard of progress, the soldiers who can stand a siege who take long forced marches without a murmur, who set their teeth and bow their heads as they fight their way through the smoke, who smile at the trials and privations that dare to daunt them. They fear not the hardships and perils of the fight, for they are ever inspired by the flag of triumph that seems already waving on the citadel of their hopes. If we are facing some great life ambition, Let us see if our heroic plans are good, high, noble, and exalted enough for the price we must pay for their attainment. Let us seriously and honestly look into our needs, our abilities, our resources, and our responsibilities to assure ourselves that it is no mere passing whim that is leading us. Let us hear and consider all counsel, all light that may be thrown on every side. Let us hear it as a judge on the bench listens to the evidence and then makes their own decision. The choice of our life work is too sacred a responsibility to be decided by others less thoroughly informed than ourselves. When we have weighed in the balance the mighty question and have made our decision, let us act, let us consecrate our lives upon that which we feel is supreme and never forsaking a real duty never be diverted from the attainment of the highest things, no matter what honest price we may have to pay for that realization and conquest. When nature decides on any man or woman as a reformer, she whispers to them a great message. She places in their hand the staff of courage. She wraps around them the roads of patience and self-reliance and starts them on their way. Then, in order that they may have strength to live through it all, she mercifully calls them back for a moment and makes them an optimist. The way of the reformer is hard, very hard. The world knows little of it, for it is rare that the reformer reveals the scars of conflict, the pangs of hope deferred, the mighty waves of despair that wash over a great purpose. Sometimes individuals of sincere aim and unselfish high ambition, weary and worn with the struggle, have permitted the world to hear an uncontrolled sob of hopelessness, or a word of momentary bitterness at the seeming emptiness of all effort. But those of great purpose and noble ideals must know that the path of the reformer is loneliness. They must live from within rather than be dependent on sources of help from without. Their mission, their exalted aim, their supreme object in living, which focuses all their energy must be their source of strength and inspiration. The reformer must ever light the torch of their own inspiration. Their own hand must ever guard the sacred flame as they move steadily forward on their lonely way. The reformer in ethics, in education, in religion, in sociology, in invention, in business, in any line of aspiration, is ever a pioneer. Their privilege is to blaze the path for others, to mark at their peril a road that others may follow in safety. As a reformer, you must not expect that the way will be paved for you. You must realize that you will face injustice, ingratitude, opposition, misunderstanding, the cruel criticism of contemporaries, and often, hardest of all, the wondering reproach of those who love you best. The tortoise never sympathizes with the flight of the eagle. A great purpose is ever in isolation. The glorious opportunity before you should so inspire you, so absorb you, that you will care not for the hardships except to know that if you lead as you should, others will follow. You must realize without a trace of bitterness that the busy world cares little for your struggles. It cares only to take part in your final triumph. It will share your feasts, but not your fasts. Christ was alone in Gethsemane, but, at the sermon in the wilderness, where food was provided, the attendance was 4,000. It takes time for the world to realize, to accept, and to assimilate a large truth. Since the dawn of history, the great conservative spirit of every age makes the slow acceptance of great truths an essential for its safety. It wisely requires proof, clear, absolute and undeniable attestation before it fully accepts. Sometimes the perfect enlightenment takes years, sometimes generations. It is but the safeguard of truth. Time is the supreme test the final court of appeals that winnows out the chaff of false claims, pretended revelation, empty boasts, and idle dreams. Time is the touchstone that finally reveals all true gold. The process is slow, necessarily so. Thus the fate of the world's geniuses and reformers has leaned towards sweet consolation rather than the bitterness of cynicism. If the greatest leaders of the world have had to wait for recognition, should we, whose best work may be a trifling in comparison with theirs, expect instant sympathy, appreciation, and cooperation? The world ever says to its leaders, by its attitude if not words, If you would lead us to higher ground and greater glories, you must pay the price for it, not us. Give us a new fad, and we will prostrate ourselves on the ground. Give us a new philosophy, a marvelous revelation, a higher conception of life and morality, and we may pass you by. But posterity will pay for it. Send your messages COD, and posterity will settle the account. You ask for bread, posterity will give you a stone called a monument. This, however, does not discourage the highest efforts of genius. Genius is great because it is decades in advance of its generation. To appreciate genius requires comprehension and the same characteristics. The public can fully appreciate only what is a few steps in advance. It must grow to the appreciation of great thought. The genius or the reformer should accept this as a necessary condition. It is the price you must pay for being in advance of your generation. The world is impartial in its methods. It says always, you may suffer now, but we will give you later fame. Posthumous fame means that the individual may shiver with cold, but his grandchildren will get fur-lined coats. The individual plants the acorns, his posterity sells the oaks. Posthumous fame or recognition is a check made out to the individual, but payable only to the heirs. There is nothing the world cries out for so constantly as a new idea, and there is nothing the world fears so much. The milestones of progress in the history of the ages tell the story. Galileo was cast into prison in his 70th year, and his works were prohibited. He had committed no crime, but he was in advance of his generation. William Harvey's discovery of the circulation of blood was not accepted by the universities of the world till 25 years after he published his findings. So it has been with thousands of others. The world says with a large airy sweep of the hand, the opposition to progress is all in the past. The great reformer or the great genius is recognized today. No, in the past they tried to kill a great truth by opposition. Now we gently seek to smother it by making it a fad. So it is written in the Book of Human Nature, the saviors of the world must ever be martyrs. The death of Christ on the cross for the people he had come to save typifies the temporary crucifixion of public opinion that comes to all who bring the people a message of some great truth, some clearer revelation of the divine. Truth, right, and justice must triumph. Let us never close the books of a great work and say, it has failed. No matter how slight seem the results, how dark the outlook, the glorious consummation of the past, the revelation of the future, must come. In the meantime, the warm hand clasp of confidence and love brings a rich inflow of new strength to we struggling reformers. And the knowledge that someone dear to us sees with love and comradeship our future through our eyes is a wondrous breath of new life. If we have this, perhaps the loyalty of two or three, what the world says or thinks about us should count for little. But if this be denied us, then we must bravely walk our weary way alone toward the sunrise that must come. The little world around us that does not understand us, does not appreciate our ambition or sympathize with our efforts, that sees our work as futile, is not intentionally cruel, calloused, bitter, blind, or heartless. It is merely so busied with its own pursuits, problems, and pleasures, it does not fully realize, does not see as we do. The world does not see our ideal as we see it does not feel the glow of inspiration that makes our blood tingle, our eyes brighten, and our soul seem flooded with a wondrous light. It sees not but the rough block of marble before us, and the great mass of chips and fragments of seemingly fruitless effort at our feet. It does not see the angel of achievement slowly emerging from its stone prison, from nothingness into being, under the tireless strokes of our chisel. It hears no faint rustle of wings that seem already real to us, nor the glory of the music of triumph already ringing in our ears. There come dark, dreary days in all great work, when effort seems useless, when hope almost appears a delusion, and confidence the mirage of folly. Sometimes for days your sails flap idly against the mast, with not a breath of wind to move you on your way and with a paralyzing sense of helplessness you must have to sit, and wait, and wait. Sometimes your craft of hope is carried back by a tide that seems to undo in moments your work of months. But it may not be really so. You may be put into a new channel that brings you nearer your haven than you dared to hope. This is the hour that tests us, that determines whether we are masters or slaves of condition. If you are seeking to accomplish any great serious purpose that your mind and your heart tell you is right, you must have the spirit of a reformer. You must have the courage to face trial, sorrow and disappointment, to meet them squarely and to move forward unscathed and undaunted. In the sublimity of your perfect faith in the outcome, you can make them as powerless to harm you as a dewdrop falling on the pyramids. Truth with time as its ally, always wins in the end. The knowledge of the inappreciation, the coldness, and the indifference of the world should never make you pessimistic. They should inspire you with that large, broad optimism that sees that all the opposition of the world can never keep back the triumph of truth. That your work is so great that the petty jealousies misrepresentations and hardships caused by those around you dwindle into nothingness. Large movements, great plans, always take time to develop. If you want great things, you must pay the price. Anyone can plant radishes. It takes courage to plant acorns and wait for the oaks. Learn to look not merely at the clouds, but through them to the sun shining behind them. When things look darkest, grasp your weapon firmer and fight harder. There is always more progress than you can perceive, and it is only the final outcome of the battle that counts. When it is all over and the victory is yours, when the smoke clears away and the smell of the powder is dissipated, when you bury the friendships that died because they could not stand the strain, and you nurse back the wounded who loyally stood by you, then the hard years of fighting will seem but a dream. You will stand brave and strengthened by the struggle, recreated to a new, better, and stronger life by a noble battle, nobly aged in a noble cause. And the price will then seem to you nothing, nothing at all. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. For free transcripts of our podcasts, visit us online at livinghour.org. Today's podcast was sponsored in part by autosuggestion.io. Transform your life in 30 days. Discover the autosuggestion sound method at autosuggestion.io. And by Book of Zen makers of wearable inspiration and motivational gifts. Visit them online at bookofzen.com. Subscribe to the Inspirational Living Podcast by looking us up in the iTunes Store. If you're using an Android phone, download the Stitcher app and you'll find us on there. We deliver new podcasts twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Thanks for joining us. I look forward to talking to you next time.